comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Mr. Stark. Yeah? Agent Coulson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy from the uh, Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement Logistics Division. Gotta get get a new name for that. Yeah, I hear that a lot. That's being handled. That's what we do. Just call us sheep. So the big blue alien, that, not to jump ahead, but the big blue alien at the end of the episode, uh, I don't know who it was, but I'm pretty sure it's not a Tuma. Probably not, although I think Zack Snyder uh, probably could have taken some lessons there. That would have been a much better solution for when he, for his version of Dr. Manhattan than this one. <laughs> yeah, so probably about 10% of our audience probably picked that up, and for those that did, uh, good on you. Hey. <laughs> yeah, hey. So welcome to episode 14 of the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV podcast. This is Russ, and I have with me this week, returning uh, to the S.H.I.E.L.D. TV podcast, uh, Ken Morgan. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be back. It feels like it's been uh, it's been about a month since I've been here. It's been uh, so long, but I've missed you guys. Oh, wait, uh, no one's been here for a month, so... Uh... No, no, no. Um, and mom and dad are away this week. Uh, John and Brad both had other commitments this week, uh, so... You got the the B team filling in, second string. Nah, we're it's, we're looking for a good time. It's always good to hang out with you, Russ, and talk uh, a little bit of Marvel's Agents of Shield, and uh, had a little bit of Marvel this time around in our yeah. Marvel Agents of Shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before we get into the episode proper, we do have a little bit of news since it's been a month since we talked last. Uh, I, I think the biggest piece of news that we got was the full Guardians of the Galaxy trailer released. And I know you and I haven't really had a ch- chance to talk um, face-to-face, as it were. I mean, we traded some emails back and forth on it, right. um, but we haven't actually spoken about it. But uh, So I'm curious as to what uh, what you think of it. Uh, I, I really enjoyed the, the trailer. I don't know if it's a full trailer, more of a tease to kind of guess, you know, going. And I saw a couple, there was some video out there that kind of went with it to give you a little bit of a, not beside behind the scenes so much, but some brief interviews with some of the actors about their characters. Um, that said, I I confess that I have never ever read any uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Marvel cosmic books. Uh, just never interested me. Um, you know, to me, it was like Marvel was. I love all the kind of earth-based stuff, earth-based stuff. But if I wanted cosmic, uh, I would go to DC, yeah, and and that's kind of where it was. So when um, I saw that trailer, uh, I really enjoyed the humor, I enjoyed the tone, I enjoyed the style of it, and I don't know if that was truly indicative of uh, of the comics or not. But it said, "Hey, I I, I want to go read some of that now." So I, I sought out. 
um, borrowed a copy of uh, the Volume 2 Guardians of the Galaxy, the uh, Abnett and Lanning 25-issue run, which, uh, according to you, Russ, you said um, this trailer kind of had that feel to it, and I would agree. Uh, I've started reading the current run as well, and there's even there a little bit different tone than, than what was in the uh, uh, Abnett and Lanning run from a couple years yeah. ago. Yeah, I'm I'm not as big of a fan of the Brian Michael Bendis current version of Guardians, and I know they're really pushing that as kind of a tie-in to the movie. But to me, the Abnett Landing stuff is is really where it, it's it's solid. I think it it's most you know uh, I, I think the references are more there in that run than than anything. And uh, C- yeah, I'm looking the, forward to it. The humor and the tone uh, I got yes. more. Th- granted, it was what a two minute trailer, if that. Uh, right, I, I, right, but I definitely in that got some of that out of the uh, uh, the DNA. Now, now the there was characters from and references to the Guardians of the Galaxy from about one thousand years in the future to the year three thousand nine. If if that one was two thousand nine when it came out, uh, was that the original Guardians of the Galaxy from the nineties? That that, that yeah. future version. Okay. Actually, yeah, going back, I think to the late, I think they made their very first appearance in the late '60s, early '70s. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then they got their own series. I think in the oh. '80s, like late '80s, early '90s, they they you know they, they kind of showed up here and there, and then they got that that run that lasted for quite a while in the late '80s, uh, early '90s. But that's where um, Vance Astro, um, Major uh, Captain Victory. Uh, who who is kind of a weird character because he appears he occurs in the current timeline and then and then the future as the guardian he's the one that uh, inherits the Captain America shield in the year three thousand um, right. and then Yondu who's one of the characters that Michael Rooker is actually going to play in this so they kind of borrowed a character from the thirty you know the the year three thousand the thirty first century guardians uh, to be in this one which we didn't I don't think we really saw in the trailer. Um, if we did, it was a really, really quick flash. Um, so yeah, I'm looking. I, I really think I've, I've said this before, but I really think what's going to sell this is when we get the trailer that has some interaction with uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot. And if uh, if Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel can really pull that off, and they can capture that humor and that kind of wackiness um, in a in a in a not silly way, I, I think that's really going to get people to kind of pique their interest in in this movie. Yeah, those little character profiles I mentioned, I just found them, you know, on YouTube, linked off of the main trailer, had a little tiny bit of Bradley Cooper. Uh, yeah. I'm talking seconds, so uh, you didn't see too much of that, and uh, uh, really nothing of uh, Vin Diesel's with his, you know, I am Groot. None of that. Right. Uh, but so yeah, yeah so I'm, I'm looking, def- looking forward to that. I... Um, not to get too far ahead of our discussion of this episode, but I, I'm already wondering if we're if we're beginning to see the seeds of a Guardians tie-in based out of last night's episode. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you, and I think when we get to the end, we'll you know we'll definitely have some discussion about what exactly was going on or what we think was going on um, with that. Uh, some some other news that we got. I mean, we've been talking as news comes out on the Netflix Marvel deal for their TV series that's coming out. Um, a little bit more information peeled out. We got uh, Netflix and Marvel kind of uh, teamed up with, I think, um, uh, New York governor. Um, they they kind of had this big thing in Times Square 
where they announced that all 80-plus episodes of this new TV series or multiple series are all going to actually film in New York City, which uh, I think is really cool. I think that's going to help with the authenticity of uh, you know of these characters because they're more street level, and I think that's the route they're going. Um, I guess the, the state's giving uh, Netflix slash Disney a $4 million production credit. It's going to create, from what I understand, going to create quite a few jobs uh, in in the city, and it's going to last, I think, at least two years. Um, so that's that's encouraging. Yeah, that's that's a significant um, number of episodes to, to 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 film in the city. We didn't hear anything about uh, excuse me about the store about the the, the the shows themselves. If it's going to be, we speculated or just hoped that it would be uh, not present day. That maybe seventies, you know, you know that kind of feel because those characters definitely yeah. you know, lend themselves to that. But we haven't heard anything about uh, the actual story or plot or premise other than the the characters involved. Right, right. Okay. And I think, I, I kind of put this on Facebook the other day, but I said, if they set this whole series in the 70s, I will sight unseen declare this the greatest thing I've ever I've ever put to, <laughs> put to film. It, it has uh, an amazing potential, uh, especially being on Netflix, not being on a traditional network. Yeah. Uh, they, they can do so much with it. Uh, and and I think have even a, broad, more, a broader reach than... Uh, Say like a Showtime kind of show, like a uh, or HBO show, like a Game of Thrones or those kind of shows, just because it beats on Netflix, which you know I can only assume at eight bucks a month has a much broader reach than potential, at least potential than uh, than HBO does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just recently, I think Netflix either matched or slightly surpassed the subscribership of HBO. So, yep, they've definitely they've definitely got the reach, and Netflix has a pretty cozy relationship when it comes to Disney. Uh, you know, especially I think starting in 2015, everything new that comes yep. from Disney is going to hit Netflix first. Yeah, so that'll probably include uh, Guardians because that should be coming out on uh, home home media uh, in early 2015, if not, well, maybe the end of 14, just because it comes out relatively early in this year in August. Right. Um, but that may or may not be included in there. But you know, Disney's got that deal. Um, for the first time ever, uh, any Star Wars will be on Netflix. I think uh, to, you know, Friday of this week, as it airs, the seventh with the Clone Wars. Not only the, from what I understand, the entire run that aired all what five seasons, but the quote unquote lost six seasons to kind of wrap it up uh, is is airing. Yeah, um, including so, the movie that kicked it off. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the first three episodes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I I can't call that a movie. True. 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 Um, so yeah, so that, I mean, that's, I, you know, other than that, I mean, we've got Captain America, the Winter Soldier coming out on April 4th, which is getting in the big media push now. And the more I see on that, the more I just want to run to the theater right now and watch it because it just looks so awesome. I mean, everything I'm hearing just early, uh, not reviews. Cause I don't think anybody's, you know, press and media haven't seen it, but there are folks that have seen, uh, you know, early cuts or final cuts and, and the, the overwhelming majority of buzz is is positive and like i said i haven't seen anything that makes me um question that this is going to be a pretty impressive movie yeah i'm i'm in the middle of my uh 17 hour uh viewing project right now i've just started uh captain america the first avenger and nice. i'm working my way through all the movies and uh, i'm i'm actually considering going back and 
watching all the episodes of uh, Agents of Shield uh, kind of in there as well, debating on that. Like, do I do I want to go watch Agents of Shield up until about say when Thor: Dark World came out, just so I can kind of cape and sink? Or, but it's 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 been a fun project, and I continue to be uh, amazed and impressed as how well the each movie b- connects into the greater whole. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it'll be interesting to see. I guess that we've we got a runtime on that. It's going to be like it's two hours and sixteen minutes, which makes it the second longest movie next to the Avengers, which I think the Avengers was two twenty three or something like that. So this is going to be pretty uh, pretty long. But given what they're trying to accomplish, I think I think it. I, I have a feeling when I sit down with this and get out at the end, I'm going to feel like that didn't feel like two hours and fifteen minutes. No, I'm I'm sure, and I know some people had problems with the pacing of the Avengers, but I certainly didn't. I thought it was very well paced. I wasn't yeah, me too. looking at my watch at all. I was definitely enjoyed that, and and looking at the cast and looking at the trailers, this this feels almost like Avengers 1.5 anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I saw I saw in the most recent clip, uh, uh, you know, the the the. the the credit card with all the the cast on listed on there, and uh, I didn't realize, but uh, Kobe Smulders is gonna has is in this. So, oh yeah, which makes sense because it's it's a Shield movie as much as anything. So it makes sense that she's there. Um, I don't want to go more than that. I don't know why yeah, I, the only I don't want to go into spoiler territory if anybody is trying to go on a media blackout right now. Yeah, yeah, I know they put up like a four minute clip of the movie yeah. and I'm 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 kind of in media blackout. I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to I'm going to try and I've seen enough in the trailers. I'm going to try and go in and um you know be surprised or at least kind of uh you know have things come to me without having preconceived I notions really or under- seen it. I can totally understand that. The I will tell you and I don't think I'm going to spoil anything on this. What that 4 minute clip is is um I want to say the first 2 minutes ish of the movie. So uh, I, I wouldn't really call that as much a spoiler. It's almost more of an extended version of what we've already seen, followed by uh, a montage of clips that is more of a trailer, much of what we've seen, but yes, some more bits of dialogue that we have not seen. But more than that, and a little disappointed, and for anybody who knows the character, knows the comics, they already know what the one reveal is. Uh, we've commented offline and on the show I think how the trailers, the early trailers at least did a pretty good job of not spoiling um, the reveal of the title character uh, the Super Bowl ad for example uh, right. That that's out the window between the featurette that's on the, the Thor Blu-ray and this four minutes uh, yeah they don't even hide it anymore. Well the poster I mean if you've seen the most recent poster that features the Winter Soldier. I mean, it, it gives it up right there. I mean, oh, does it? I, ha- I haven't. I have not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't well, have the, the Domino mask on. So, uh, okay, yeah. The featurette on the uh, the Blu-ray, Thor Blu-ray, has uh, it calls him by name. Ah, uh, no, actually, yeah. not only not no no. Excuse me. Not doesn't just call him by name. Kevin Feige tells the deal <laughs> <laughs> flat out. Wow. So uh, I guess I guess they uh, now Jim Dietz, one of our uh, co-hosts on uh, the the network, said um, I guess he knows another bit of the story or a bit that is a much bigger spoiler, and that makes sense. I mean, probably in the grand scheme, the identity of the Winter Soldier of this character is minor compared to the the overall story. I would bet. Yeah, no, I I'm with you, um, and I think we'll learn that fairly soon in the movie. Yeah. Uh, my guess is, but I, uh, I, I continue to be impressed with Shield how they are building up this uh, 
not distrust, but this um, concept of, uh, of questioning the system and uh, not following orders and all that. There, I, I'm, I'm maybe putting more together than I should be, but I'm definitely seeing a bigger, a bigger issue with Shield growing in the series um, that will complement, not maybe tie in, but complement what's going on in Captain America: The Winter Soldier. Sure, sure, definitely. Um, I, guess, I guess the only other little bit of news, and I guess this is mostly confirmed, but still, I guess maybe rumor, but at this point it's probably not. But I guess Scarlett Johansson is allegedly five months pregnant. Uh, and with Avengers Age of Ultron getting ready to, to kick up filming, I guess, within three months, that's going to put a, an interesting uh, take hmm. on, on, on the Black Widow. So I've heard different things. I've heard they're going to they're going to move up her filming to like within a month and, and shoot her scenes early. Even um, so five months now it's that's yeah. still not, not, that's not nothing. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, and I've heard other things that it, I've heard something that it could put, it could delay Avengers age of Ultron. I don't know if that means delay shooting or if that means delay them. I can't believe they're going to push the movie for that. I think I would think if push came to shove, they would, she would just get clipped out completely and they would, figure something else out um they i i would i would uh it depends on how far along they are i mean i know they've had the script already i know they've done um you know at the actors have seen the script they've probably i don't know how far along they are in pre-pro but uh just to go yeah. i don't know is is um janet in the movie van, Di- van dyme is it uh, hasn't Lock- been confirmed. I think she's more linked up with uh, the Ant Man with the Ant Man flick. Yeah, uh, that which is after, right? That's I guess what we would Correct. call yeah. Phase Three. Yeah, that'll be the first Phase Three movie. All right, but Avengers: Age of Ultron is after Guardians, the next film, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, because Guardians is August, and then in May will be uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Wow. Yeah. yeah it'll be interesting to see what's going on there. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how that shakes out. Somehow, I think it's all going to work out. I think they'll either probably double her, you know, for a lot of it, and then just shoot her stuff. Well, we don't know how know, much. Actors. How much action is her? Do we know? Uh, like how much? How much did she did she do her own stuff? Quite a bit. I mean, yeah. I know, I know she prefers it. I, I think in Iron Man Two, where she had all the crazy fighting and stuff, a lot of it was her, and I think only the really crazy flip around stuff was a double, but. Uh, I know just in the featurettes and stuff like that, she's really made a point of saying that she likes to do her own stuff and as much as possible. So, right. But, you know, again, given, given the conditions, uh, you know, I don't think Marvel's going to let this thing slip because the 2015 is a, a pretty busy year. Um, although a little less busy since they've taken, uh, uh, Superman, Batman off the, off the table. But anyway, we've, uh, that's enough of that. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've we're, we're not we've here to talk on. about Avengers: Age of Ultron or uh, or ScarJo's uh, impending pregnancy, but congratulations to her. Yes, exactly. Um, so, episode fourteen, Tahiti, Tahiti, and it's, an, another acronym. Yes, and an acronym, um, and an acronym. We have no idea what it means. True. Um, uh, they and and they did not give us anything as to what it could mean. No, no, they did tie it into the show, which was cool. I mean, when when they hit that laboratory and they Colson goes in that room, I mean, there, there's that door that that actually has that acronym out there. Um, but yeah, we were no closer to knowing what that is now than no. than we were. 
But we we come into the show f- for us a month later, but it's uh, uh, it's 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 hours. It's two hours uh, since yeah. the since the pre-show ended. They they flew from Italy to Switzerland and uh, trying to get her help. Um, I made a comment on the last show about how this team is due for some internal struggle, like amongst themselves, uh, you know, so they can ultimately come out stronger. And I and I don't think I mentioned it in the show, but after rewatching in tracks, uh, Ward gives that whole, you know, uh, you know, May says you should blame yourself. Like I don't blame myself. Oh, okay, who does he blame? And I'm thinking, is that the seed of this conflict? Does he blame Colson? Does he blame Fitz? Um, I thought we were going to get a little of that in this big opening scene. Because he says something like it's to, to Fitz, it's not your fault, and he gives Colson the eye. And, yes, I noticed but that. But then he says it's, it's I'm a so it's my responsibility. It's like, but but it never goes any further than that. Even even, um, when when Tri- like when Trip was trying to come down and, and get and get Quinn, uh, uh, Ward had Colson's back when they're on the mission. Ward had Colson's back. Uh, so so maybe I saw something that wasn't there, but it, it seemed to. Too obvious, or maybe when he found out about when Colson revealed the details of his death and resurrection, he uh, decided to give him a break. I don't know. Yeah, and we get you know in the beginning when all this is going on, Colson's pretty frantically trying to get a hold of of Director Fury, as he says, and is not able to do so. But I thought that was kind of again another subtle tie-in. You know, it wasn't necessary that we saw or heard Sam Jackson, but just the fact that they're keeping him as as a as a prominent named character yes. in this show to tie to tie this all together i thought was a nice touch um mm-hmm. it, it shows he's the one with the answers he's the one uh, who is uh tied to colson's uh procedure he's the one who called the shots uh yeah. they identified that you know that fury is, is the one who gave him the file uh you know, so that basically, once Colson figured it out or was revealed to Colson, they started cooperating with him at least enough at the time. But uh, I'm curious why uh, he wasn't taking calls or why he wasn't reachable at this point. Um, not just from a story point, uh, you know, was he not available? But was did he not want to reveal it to Colson? You know, for you know anymore? Did he maybe un- already figure out what the clairvoyance? was after and it didn't want to uh reveal like why wouldn't he take the call uh or couldn't take the call yeah given given some of what we've seen in the captain america winter soldier trailer not not to get too far back on that tip again but uh i wonder if they're going to use that as an opportunity to tie those two together and that specific things going on in that world that maybe colson just isn't aware of yet were you you know there was some cause and effect going on maybe so um but yeah, as as we talked about in the last episode of, of this show, uh, Coulson very quickly figured out, okay, they brought me back to life, they healed me, they can do the same thing for Sky, and and that's exactly the path that he that we go down, and uh, they I, I liked how they had that that portable medical pod and were able to load it onto the bus. Yeah, and, and I uh, love that Shield that Shield has a has their own medical logo, so you know it's the. I forget what they call that thing, but it but it's the shield logo with the typical like EMS, you know, symbol. It's yeah. kind of like the cross with the snakes on it, you know, intertwining or or whatever that is. I I uh, I should know that, but I don't Stab, know. What the, yeah, I can't. It's a stab or something I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. 
so that was kind of cool. You know, we've we've talked in in other shows about the multiple uh, logos of Shield, and so that was kind of cool to see to see that one. Um, and I gotta put a plug in for my uh, my company. Uh, had a couple of F thirty five escorts. That was that was pretty cool <laughs> to put them in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. They're not flying for real, but they're in Shield. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't notice. I kept looking. Did you see a shield logo on those F-35s? No, I didn't. I didn't and we I, didn't get a good I, shot of uh, of Garrett's uh, transport vehicle either to see if they had yeah. it in there, but I didn't look that close. It's just funny because they put a shield logo on everything, so I was fully expecting either on the rear wing uh, or, or something to see a little shield logo on the plane. <laughs> but that was still pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, well, see, that was cool how that how uh, that smaller aircraft was able to dock with the bus. I mean, it even yeah. like those the the docking clamps. It almost looked like it was like a bird of prey, like with claws attached onto those those mounting points. It was really kind of kind of cool. Yeah, almost like one of those '80s, uh, you know, cartoon like a Voltron or something like that. <laughs> you know, where they where they would do st- do stuff stuff yeah. that way, or like Battlestar Galactica, or even or something like that. But, sure. Uh, but that, but that was pretty cool. But before all that, we get to see May go all, uh, go all crazy on Ian Quinn, and she just starts beating the crap out of him. Yeah, and and um, even even in uh, her voice when she was in, it's like you yeah, know, she, uh, she was losing. It's like you know, you know, it's a little tremor in voice. You know, it should be Sky. He should be in there, not Sky or whatever she she said. Um, yeah, completely went to town. Yeah. And it's kind of cool because, again, I think her character has come the furthest with Sky because she was not a fan. She didn't feel like she belonged or that she should be around. And I think that that episode where she, you know, proved herself as as a vital part of the team and as a, as a you know, somebody that's willing to to take risks and to, you know, and to do what needs to be done. I think that just bumped her to the top of the list. For May, and and I think in general May is just becoming more a part of the team than just the you know the the agent that drives the bus. Yeah, and I think that's where we were going. I think you talked before about how uh, the writers are listening; they're making ch- changes where they need to, and this this is part of it. I think you know giving her more to do, giving her uh, involved in the team, and and. I can't say enough. This team, this team has really gelled together. They're coming together, but they are due for a uh, some internal conflict. And this whole theme of uprising that they're using now—they've almost backed off of. It's all connected now. It's calling about uprising. It, it just to me screams of not only uh, tying in with 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 whatever's coming to Captain America, but also internally to this team. There's going to be some conflict uh, to deal with. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. Uh, we find out a couple of things now. Coulson getting his full file—that wasn't. Did we? Is that something? I don't recall that in the previous episode where he actually was given the full file with all he, the bits, bits and pieces. In in he, it was ne- we never saw that he got it, but that that episode after, I want to say it was um, the one where, we, where they went to the academy. He was flipping through it on his desk and he did have have he had a file I assume it was this file um, I think he if he didn't come out and say it he suggested that he got it from Director Fury but we never really saw like this closed file folder with the level 10 cover on it and all that but we did see right. him going through his his uh, his uh, procedure photos and 
and the notes and the transcripts. So no, he had it as early as the very next episode after he was rescued. Okay. All right. Um, so so basically, they got past that pretty quick. He didn't go to see the doctor covertly or on his own, try to hide it. He he basically said, "All right, guys, I know. Um, come clean." Which honestly, I'm a little disappointed. Unless there's something else to come from this, because uh, Maria Hill made that big deal about he can never know. Well, yeah. He knows. He knows. Now what? Uh, unless yeah. either he doesn't know at all, which we found out something. He found another piece of it today, or in this episode, that we'll we'll talk about specifically when we get to it. So there's clearly still more to know. And we knew he didn't hear all of it at that time. Right, uh, right. We, we said all we knew was how they got the memories. We still don't know what they, at the time, don't know what they did to, to heal him. Well, now they know they have this drug. Its code is GH325. It... You know, within minutes, his cells started to regenerate. His heart was perforated. Da 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 da. And now we believe we know the the source of that um, compound solution, whatever it is, if not exactly what it is. Right, right. And the, I, so. I think the other thing we found out this episode, and I don't know that it's explicitly been mentioned before, that. Fury is a level 10 agent and the only level 10 agent. Yeah, um, and it's interesting. I, I mentioned I'm watching the uh, all the movies again. So I, when I got to Thor, before I watched Thor, I watched um, the first Marvel one-shot. And uh, it was the consultant where so it's it, very, very short. You know, I mean, they're, they're yeah. almost like mini movies now, but it was very short. And it's Sitwell and Coulson uh, in a diner. And Colson's trying to decide how much to tell Sitwell, and he's like, "What level are you?" He's like, he tries like level six, just like you are. And he gets kind of gives a look, and he kind of shoulders slumped down, like, "What? You tell me there's a level seven? So nah. here's this level six agent doesn't even know that there is a level seven. And now throughout the course of this show, we found there's not only there's an eight, but there's apparently a nine and a ten. Um, so, but even the agents who are in them don't know what what there are uh, yeah because we kind of got well, peace from ward he ward what must have been a six and he didn't even know there was a level seven because now he's like well welcome to level seven right but the funny thing is when when fitz and simmons find find that's they say oh it was accessed by level you know this is the full oh the file said level 10 and they yep. knew that was director fury so they knew yeah. you know that that that's what it was so Oh yeah, well they knew it was level ten. They said it was against the law for us to see that. Um, right. The only thing they said was there was a level ten access when they were looking through right. the files, which well we'll get That's to that scene. Uh, and they said it was yeah those files. I thought you meant his uh, the file floor, but yeah when you look looking at those files, they just level ten. Therefore, Director Fury. So maybe he is the only level ten. That's uh, what I took out of it. I took that he's the only level ten, and I'm guessing like a Maria Hill is probably like level nine. Right. Um, and then we're I. I think we're seeing that Agent Garrett is level eight, if I'm not mistaken. I think he's a step up, and I know. Well, we know Tennis that May, May, and Colson are both at least level eight, along with um, Titus Welliver's character is uh, either. An, I think he's an eight as well, triplet? or a nine. Is that a triplet? No, 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 no. no. Titus Welliver oh, played. Sitwell. Uh, no, uh, not Sitwell. That's uh, Max Hernandez. I know the yeah the guy from uh, from Lost, Lost. right? Yeah. 
He is, um, yeah, I, I, I don't remember an indication of what he is. Um, but I would say he's a peer of Coulson, so yeah, I could buy him being an eight. Yeah. Um, but anyway, there. I, I guess the the point we're trying to make is they're they're filling that out a little more, and we're kind of getting a picture of who's you know the hierarchy of yeah. the organization and kind of who's at the top and what exactly that means. Yeah. Although I've got to uh, point this out while we're talking about the levels. Uh, they made a point how the uh, earlier in the in the series how the Avengers are not level seven, so they don't know that Coulson's alive. Right. Um, I need to verify this, but apparently the file folder that Nick Fury had when he went to get Cap in the Avengers said level seven. <laughs> <laughs> so how funny. A little continuity issue there, but possibly or or Cap is technically part of Shield, so maybe no, the Avengers like the civilians are not level seven, but it doesn't necessarily mean that Cap Cap himself isn't. Right, and I don't think. Well, I don't. I don't want to get into spoiler territory. Yeah, I, I yeah, think that'll. I think we'll we'll get more of that in a in a month. Um, All right. So where are we at? We we the the Fitzsimmons has the file. They're trying to find the cure. Trying to break that apart. Uh, so let's before we get into their little search. So so Garrett arrives with um, Trips, who is uh, basically Colson and Ward uh, as far as relationship and. You know, peers go. Yeah, we find that Ward, like the the, the trip character, was Ward. I mean, he worked with Garrett before yeah. Coulson recruited him, and he to said as much. As I, I got him when you went to over to Coulson. Yeah, yeah. Both those and scenes, just, though. Both those scenes. The, the the scene with Garrett and Coulson. The scene with Ward and Trip. Um, I felt like they just should have just took a measuring stick out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's funny they because they were know, that's all they're doing. They're flexing their muscles, yep. muscles, you know, showing where they're showing, showing who's boss. Like this is my boss, my rules, and um, but once they got, once they got their roles straight, they they work together. It, 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 it it's just funny to watch. Yeah, and of course it's the typical two heroes meet, they must fight. Uh, I thought that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which was a little eye rolly, but. You know, whatever. Um, I, I think that was more just them trying to show each other up than genuinely, you know, them pissed at each other. It's just yeah. Like, I gotta say though, I was overall not not disappointed per se, but underwhelmed by his appearance. But this was Garrett. This was an introduction to the character. We're gonna see him at least what three right. more times, I think. So um, we'll see a little bit more about him. Not that I expected his full arc you know, transformation, whatever you want to call what we think is going to happen in one episode. But it was uh, a little light. But you know what? I thought the same thing about Mike Peterson. I thought, oh, he's a one and done from episode one, and now look where he's at. So he's a pretty right. important character. So uh, just not not to go too far on the critics, but I think nobody's given this – nobody appreciates the slow burn anymore. And they're, right. they're, they're building a lot up with this show, and, and it is all connected. No, I I totally I totally agree with you, um, but yeah, I think I think the introduction of these two characters could be pretty interesting, and I think it's something that as this show goes on, they could make regular appearances, and I think it would it would help break things up a little bit. I think it would add that extra layer of action and muscle that it, it's you know right now with the show as it is. I mean, yes, they can get some action out of May. Yes, they can get plenty of action out of Ward. 
Colson, maybe not as much. It's not, you know, he's not a heavy and it's not really believable. Uh, you know, Sky Fitz and Simmons don't fit that role. So having these two guys come in, you know, for some heavy duty action stuff, I think is going to be a nice addition to the show. And um, so we'll see how that goes. I mean, I think it's one of those things, too, that maybe Trip is kind of like a backdoor character where gauge audience reactions, see how people, you know, react to him in general. And if they can't afford to keep bringing Bill Paxton back, that maybe he's he's a good fill in for the team if. You know, if if Whedon decides to pull a typical Whedon and kill one of the main characters at some point, or want, they want to expand the cast, or you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, more than that, he he's also a candidate for the Whedon death, though, because uh, that's sure, one that's of his true. things. He doesn't he doesn't always um, kill off the main character until he's ready to start wrapping up an arc. But he definitely has been known to introduce a supporting character, build them up, build them up, build them up, and then boom. There they, you know, they go. Yeah. So uh, he's a candidate for that, and uh, well, we already have ideas of where Garrett's going. Yeah, I love I love Colson's bit to Garrett though when he says, "If you scratch my plane, I'm going to be pissed," or "Scratch <laughs> scratch my paint, I'm going to be pissed." I thought that was yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, that was that was uh, fun. The uh, the hide and seek or the or the the fact finding mission. Uh, uh, Fitz mentions the Triskelion, which I thought was cool. Again, we get another. Yep. We get another another nod of the Triskelion. Now, which before we'll... they get there, Simmons said, "Oh, you set up the what she's called the echo room or echo chamber or I'm assuming this full full room hologram suite." What she was talking about instead yeah, of just having that yeah. hologram table, they've got this whole big projector. So they had this like little mini version of Stark's lab almost. Right. Um, and I was on board with the entire concept. I love the metaphor of flipping through the files, doing all that. But when they got to that last file, and it's encrypted, <laughs> did, did he figure out just a little too quickly that, oh, no, wait, if I look at it this way, it's actually a map? Yeah, yeah, which seems kind of odd that it would be done that way, but, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess what's the alternative? I, I guess maybe they could have cut away and cut back. Um, they could have maybe re-edited that scene a little bit to make it seem like he was kind of uh, thinking a little bit on that. You know, for for a longer time, but yeah, I agree. It's like, I mean, granted, he's a super genius, but I, you know, I don't even think Stark would have figured that. Out yeah, that I mean, I, I guess that's that's the thing. I, and I guess my 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 my, if anything, you know, made it hard for me to suspend my disbelief. It was one that he got he got it so quickly, uh, and, and two that it was like that at all. Yeah, I, I, almost, I, I almost would have been happier if he had just simply straight broken encryption quickly rather than right did something else like that. Well, and it's funny because you and I, for for the audience members that don't know, you and I come from a, a tech background. I mean, that's pretty much what we right. do and have, have done for a living for a very long time, probably longer than I care to admit. Um, so whenever I see crazy UI representations of data in TV or movies – most of the time I kind of roll my eyes anyway because it's like not everything is stored as a graphical avatar. Um, you know, most data is stored in a pretty boring manner. Uh, so so this was just another case of, well, most people, A, probably don't realize that, or B, we need to do something to make it look cool. 
so at some point you just got to kind of turn you got to suspend yeah. that 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 disbelief. Oh, and, and I was fine with that. And after spending the last couple of weeks with my my nice new shiny Xbox One talking to my TV and have it respond True. very very well, uh, I'm I'm on board with the fact that this is possible. <laughs> so yeah. you know even if even if this is present day but kind of future tech, um, that part I was fine. It was just that very last little bit that yeah. that, that threw me off. It was kind of cool because it was kind of matrixy. What's that? It was kind of matrixy. You know the way they're kind of like shoving, you know, pushing. It kind of reminded me of that scene in the Matrix when um, Neo and Morpheus are st- standing there, and the guns come in, and they're just these racks of guns yeah. that slide yeah, 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 by yeah. them. So yeah. it was kind of like that, where they're you know pushing these files left and right and forward and stuff. So I, it, it it had a cool effect, and it I was, definitely I looked was neat. fine with all of that. All of that, I was like, that's awesome. Because you know what? That's just a, an extension of the um, file and folder metaphor on Windows sure. just on 3D. Sure. So I was fine with, with all of that. Uh, but enough enough of that. So, so yeah, they yeah. find out where to go. and but, but the concept of what they did was very good. Okay, fine. The, the, the file was falsified. It wasn't in Bethesda. It, that room doesn't exist. Can't find the doctor. Well, isn't that convenient? Uh, yeah, but let's they follow the trail through the mundane stuff, which was right, right. very good. Uh, yes, try, you know, figuring out that way, you know, follow the follow the the trail that way, and being able to figure out, um, you know, where, you know, the guest house and travel memoranda and and tracing you know oh well this must be Nick Fury this happened a couple days you know after the Battle of New York was a very clever very good way of of figuring that of that out Um, you know kind of like let's not let's not worry about what's not there or let's not worry about what's what's there let's worry about what's not there and 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 going that way I I actually was reminded of this last series of uh, completely go off on a tangent here Doctor Who he he made an effort to erase his presence from existence and yes. later on the comment was made he's like oh yeah um, we can still find you through the voids you left yeah like, yeah. you erased your presence but now there's this big hole in history um, same idea so it was it was kind of cool to uh, uh, get get through that and uh, again they, they got there a little quickly uh, but but once we got there we, we, we moved on and it was kind of funny too because this big, loud, noisy plane lands and lets people out, and the people inside. Obviously, there's only like two cameras facing the front. Like there's they didn't, two... and, and it's not like they're so far deep underground because it only yes. takes two yes. minutes yes. to climb the stairs to the surface. So, so clearly they're not that far underground either. Yeah, it was like these two jokers can't tell. Like they have to wait until somebody walks up to the camera and knocks on the door. But... Or they realize somebody's there, and they don't hear this huge ass jet plane that lands vertically. Uh, yep, on the on the side there. But uh, but before we but get anyway. to those guys, um, one thing that they made, that that they made very clear as well. This was not a shield facility, right? And that yeah, that was one of the things I wanted to talk talk to you about a bit. Is uh, yeah, I mean. W- like like we mentioned earlier, anytime there's anything shield related, that logo is stamped over everything. I mean, the pens and pencils have shield logos for God's sake. Uh, there wasn't a shield logo to be found anywhere, and they made it clear almost that the only one that had access to that facility was Fury. Was Fury, um, and and when they were when they were 
about to breach the doors, like, remember, this isn't a shield facility, so we don't know what we're going to find. Colson says, like, right. the guest house is not a shield facility. Um, they go through, they get the, the challenge, and uh, they don't know the counter, it's countersign, it's not in any logbooks, which, okay, again, not a shield facility. So what is it? You know, it, uh, I, I've been trying to figure out what have we seen so far that could give me any clue of what facility this is. Um, we know it's not a centipede facility because... No, Fury's been there. I mean, he's part yeah. of it. Um, it's almost like, you know what it kind of reminds me of? It's like it's like in, a, in an 80s movie or even like, uh, even like in Terminator 3, right? It's like some old Cold War facility that was built for a purpose and just has two, you know, I know there's some criticism I, I saw on the net where it was like, oh, how can there only be two guys to guard this, per, you know, this facility? And again, I think it, it gets back to what's not there. If you dedicate all of these, this manpower and resources and armament and everything to guard this facility, people are going to be like, gee, I wonder what's in there. If you have yeah. two guys in a very in in the side of a mountain and it's very low key people aren't going to expect anything to be there cuz they're not going to really see any activity to think something is there in the first place right. um but but almost like you know after world war 2 you know there were reports of some of these remote islands where there're japanese soldiers on and like 10 or 15 years later they'd find these guys and they didn't realize the war was over so i almost i don't think that's the case with these two guys that were in the facility but i think it's a similar concept that this thing had a purpose um and it 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 was almost like it was still being used for whatever purpose well, it was. Well, it is still being used because when they said where's the where's the doctor, it's like the, the medical staff doesn't stay here. You right. Know, he, he didn't say they go home, but it's like they go home. So, <laughs> are they civilians? Is there a barracks nearby? I mean, what what is this place? Yeah. Now, given what we're gonna talk about in a few minutes, I had this outrageous thought that I don't think has any bearing. I don't think this is it. So I'm gonna. Maybe say it now, but we're not ready to introduce Sword yet, are we? Uh, that's a good question. That is a very good question. Um, possibly. I mean that that would be that would make sense. That would definitely make sense. So I don't. We'll see. I don't want to go too far because uh, we'll say that for the more spoilers. We'll talk about what that is uh, going. Later on, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So we have what for the next five minutes is basically a pretty standard firefight. Sure. Um, Colson uses the uh, well, Fitz is able to very easily, you know, break through, and you know, we don't waste a lot of time with uh, breaching the facility and even getting down to that level. It's like you know, no, we know what these guys can do; they just do it. And even the the guards, are like, wow, these guys are good. It's like, nope, doesn't matter. You know, left or right. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, so so Fitz gets him in pretty handily. Uh, he's he's we we've already spent the time with him learning how to handle himself in the field. I'm not going to say he's a field agent now, but we've had those episodes of him getting comfortable in the field a couple times now. So he's he's ready to go. He's he can hold his own in his own way uh, with with Ward and Colson and the rest of the team. So they get in there, get breached. Get, get breached the facility. The firefight ensues. Colson uses the uh, uh, the technical term of flashy thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, they they manage to subdue these guys pretty pretty handily. Yeah, it was kind of cool seeing them. You know, they were all geared up too. You know, Fitz and Colson had the you know 
bulletproof vests on, and yeah. uh, you know they're they're pretty geared up. Um, one thing I, I, I we didn't mention, I don't think earlier, uh, but Garrett and Trip have the I'll call it the traditional bird logo for the shield logo on their patches, not the angular clear cut shield logo that we typically see with Colson's team. So I don't I don't know what to take from that either. I know we've speculated that maybe level seven the level seven logo is the angular logo and the logo and the level eight is the is the bird, you know, the 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 other logo. Um so again it was just another case of of the, the switch between the logo without any clear indication as to what's what. Right. Different divisions, maybe, different areas. Yeah. I mean, Colson, we, we've definitely seen that Colson's gotten not special, but certainly different privileges and treatments. Yes. I mean, I mean, they even kind of like, you know, what'd you do to get the get the, get the the bus? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I, I didn't catch that. That's, that's, that's a good call there. I found it interesting when I was watching the firefight that Colson is doing everything he can to save Sky's life, including killing anyone who comes in his, gets in his way. You know, basically yeah. taking two... He took two lives to save Skies, but granted, he gave them a chance. He, several times, if we're here for medical assistance, please please help us, and he gave him a chance, yeah. but... We forgot to mention one thing, and I think this, this part in the episode already happened, but they talked to Ian Quinn again, mm. and he makes a big point of telling Coulson that... Look, this is all, you know, he, he brings up the clairvoyant again. Mm-hmm. He makes a point to Coulson of, they basically try and f- start to figure out that he's being manipulated, but at the same time, it's allowing him to find out more about his own, like, what's happened to him. Like, he would never have known that he was operated on in a different facility yeah. from where he thought if Sky hadn't been shot. So it, it's almost like this whole... Um, you know, you can't change your past because it's already it's already been predetermined, and it's almost like the clairvoyant. If he sees something, it's definitely going to come true, uh, and and things are happening for a specific reason. So I think again, it's kind of got Coulson. The suspicious side of Coulson is is definitely in the more uh, defiant and disobedient side of Coulson is is definitely starting to right. understand what's going on. And I think he I think he kind of feels manipulated on both sides. You know, he definitely feels like. He's rebelling a little bit against Shield, which is very anti-Colson, and he also is getting tired, I think, of being manipulated by this clairvoyant in the right. Centipede organization, and is really trying to figure out what he can do to kind of get the upper hand. Yeah, but uh, he uh, Quinn went through. Uh, he's very specific when he said uh, the clairvoyant can see everything and detailed how uh, Garrett's agents had died and were killed, proving his point. Yeah, he's like, but right. I can't. He can't see this. He can't see you. Colson, right, and uh, very very specific to to that to that end. Uh, yeah, and I think I think we'll we'll find out why too. the The other thing too, real quick, is we find out that they've kind of weaved Garrett's history into the into the Sh- Agents of Shield history, where he's kind of been working angles either right after or right before Colson's team has come in because they've talked about you know, other other missions they've been on and how they just missed each other or they came in from yep. behind. So I thought that was kind of cool that they've been they've been kind of there in the background somewhere. Yeah, and as we talked about last time, uh, Sky is the only one who has seen Mike Peterson yet, who saw the prosthetic, saw the Deathlock prosthetic, right. knows anything about that. So the agents don't know that, but Garrett knows about the name, the word Deathlock, doesn't know what it is yet, though. 
uh, knows that's what he's been chasing. Mal- uh, Malta, the uh, since Malta, that's where um, is that where Sky infiltrated the party? Was that was that Malta? Yes, I believe else? so. Okay, uh, but but Garrison, like I said, right, I stepped behind right there. But he's been tracking Quinn a little more closely this whole time because until until uh, the incident at the academy. Quinn's been off their radar, right? Uh, he was he was isolated at that point, um, so now he's he's back in back in their in their eyesight in their in their in their field of view. Uh, but he's also off the bus now and going to the fridge, which is also where um, the woman in the flower dress is. That's also where, um, uh, oh, the kid graviton. Uh, what is graviton? Is graviton at the fridge too? No, I think is he at the fridge or is he at the? Um, yeah, I think he is at the fridge, right? Because the so, there's the fridge, the fridge, the slingshot. John, John has suggested we've got we've got like a raft situation building there, and I'm beginning to wonder if he's not right about that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. There's a little the other thing, and I I put this in my notes. I can't remember the exact quote, but Garrett says something I think to Fitz, and Fitz starts to to respond poorly and. Uh, uh, Garrett looks at him and he's like, "Humor, son." Like he's he's just like he oh, was kind of uh, telling uh, a joke. Yeah, joking about the uh, painful and certain death or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So again, that was that was kind of typical Paxton, I think. Uh, I, I just that I really like shield. That's typical shield uh, operations guy, I think too. Though that's that's war. That's Colson. That's all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I said I think I said that before as well. It's like you know when you're when you're facing that kind of that those kind of thing every day. You got to have your humor, or you're gonna lose your mind. Sure, sure. So I guess in the facility they find that the place is basically rigged to explode. It, there's C4, or some sort of explosive everywhere uh, in the walls and the ceiling. Yep. Th- throughout the entire facility, and so the whole thing is gonna collapse on itself in you know eight minutes or whatever it is. And there's no way they they, they establish pretty early on. There's no way for them to stop it. That the little timer is exactly that. It's just a timer. It's not a. It, it, it's not a control device. Yeah, and they did some something that was you know obvious and safe, where they were just like, okay, let's take some of the explosive and use that to blow the door so we can get the heck out of here. So, um, sure. th- I don't think their escape was ever uh, in danger. Although I will admit that, uh, given what we know about the character from the comics, Garrett, I thought he wasn't going to make it out of the out of the mountain. Yeah, I won't. I was wondering too if they were going to do something. Uh, with with him, just because again he is a well, we've talked about this before when they announced uh, Bill Paxton is in the show that um, there is a Shield agent named uh, uh, named John Garrett and you know kind of went into a little bit of his history. So yeah, I agree with you. I thought maybe they they might go down that road. Um. So. Uh... After we took the agents down, uh, we found the one who was wounded, and he recognized Coulson. Um, I think he, th- the, the 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 guard, thought he recognized Coulson because he worked there. He because he started to say, "Well, you know about the timer, right?" And but as Coulson said, "No, I spent some time here." He probably thinks he knows him because of when he was being treated there, right? Uh, but that we didn't spend a lot of time there because you know he died pretty quickly. Uh, after that, enough enough to give us some recognition about what's going on there. But so as Fitz and Colson go and find, they find the room where the the chemicals are stored, the medicine store. They find the uh, the GH three two five, 
we found his encanter had that green glow, which we've seen in the flashbacks before. I, I got a. I, I suspected is it something that we've seen before? Is it gamma? Is it uh, super soldier a variant of that? Is it? Um, oh, I noticed there was the biohazard logo everywhere, including the exterior where the plane landed on the yeah. door. There was a biohazard yeah. logo, uh, or at least what I believe was a biohazard logo. It could have been, you know, could have been the logo of that organization, whatever that is. Then we get to the start of the end here when they, you know, get him out of there and Coulson sees a door that says Tahiti on it. I like the way they handled this. So, you know, he gets that, they see him open it up, and then we don't see what he sees, but we see him leaving the facility and he's like a zombie. It's almost like he's just, he's been completely deflated. He, I think at that moment he probably doesn't care whether he lives or dies um, and, and until he realizes what, the, you know, that they're, they're going to use that on on Sky and he needs to get to the plane and he basically starts yelling, although they can't hear him through the comms and everything, you know, not to use that on her, to, to not to use it. Right. Um, and meanwhile, she's getting in dire straits at this point. I mean, she's yeah, gone she's, into cardiac arrest and yep. she's, you know, pretty much done dealing. Yeah, so she's going to, she's, gonna die i mean she's gonna die anyway and so they get to the plane uh in some of the worst cg i've seen to date uh yeah but whatever i mean it's expensive. yeah so yeah they, I mean, had, TV they had they had to pay for the uh, f-35 effects in the landing of the plane they can't get them all exactly right. yeah, yeah um but they get onto the plane safe sky as simmons is removing the needle from from sky uh and um you know everybody starts to react Poorly and stabilizes. So, yay, it worked. Uh, Coulson didn't really want to say why he got spooked, though. Yeah, and um, he kind of changed his... T- like, he kind of cooled out on that. You know, he was adamant about not giving it, And then once he realized it was too late and it had been done, then he just kind of just shut up. And he just kind of was like, okay, it's, it's done. There's nothing I can do. Well, I think if he told... Once we saw what he saw... Right. I wonder if he wanted to. How would everybody else react if they realized what they just uh, did? And maybe he just wants to see. Let's, let's observe her, see what happens, and and go right. from there. Let's. What What did he see? This is This is it. And I gotta admit, I was. I sat up and I was literally on the edge of the couch watching this. Me cause too. Because like, this was it. This is the yes. moment. As far as the, yes. we've been saying, how do they heal him? What is it? What do you see? I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. Never. Did I expect half a blue alien to be coming out of that capsule? Yeah, I know. And it's funny because I was like, oh, man, is he going to see an LMD? Is he going to see, like, a clone body of himself? Like, yeah. is it, you know, I thought maybe that what they did was they cloned him. and But then I was like, no, that doesn't make sense because you know, it's is this it that? I, I thought, and... was it Gamma? Was it going to be GH meant Green Hulk? Was it anything like that? I, I, yeah. I, I, did, I didn't know. And nothing could have possibly prepared me for, for what we saw, which was... Uh, and I watched it again. At first I thought, was it an engineered human? Was it half-grown? Well, no. Then you saw that hand, that very claw-like hand. So, like, okay, this is yeah. alien. This is alien. Um, it, and the thing human. is bigger than a human. I mean, he's, he's like, like maybe twice the size of it. It reminded me, like, of a, in Prometheus. Like, the, the engineers yeah. from Prometheus, about that size. You know, yeah. not, not giants, but definitely so, larger than a human. But no lower torso. Autopsy-type yeah. scars on his chest. Yes. Um, they have been experimenting or studying this being for some time. And 
with all those cables coming out, near as I can tell, they are just keeping it either alive or otherwise in some kind of state. And what har- harvesting its hormones, its something, and synthesizing your these drugs. I, but I guess the real question I, is, what do we think? What do we think it is? It's not Chitari. That was no. my first thought. Is it Chitari? Like, no, it's not Chitari. No, it's not Chitari. From the Avengers. Um, so that's this, what is, I... this has got to be... We've only seen, what, four alien races in the Marvel Cinematic Universe so far. Asgard, uh, Frost Giants, Dark Elves, and Chitari. So this is now... Yeah, I mean, without new. getting into Guardians of the Galaxy, and then it gets a little... Then that's where I went earlier. Is this yeah, going to yeah. be a yeah. clue into maybe... A stepping stone to guess in the Guardians, maybe because I, I. So I started just racking my brain. I was looking on, you know, just doing some Google searches on Marvel Blue Alien because I'm trying to think of like Blue Aliens, and that's kind of where we get the joke at the beginning. You know, most of the blue characters in the Marvel universe are Atlanteans, uh, are you know from the the sunken world under the sea of Atlantis. Yep. Uh, you know, and Atuma is one of those those Atlanteans, uh, but the. the uh, they don't have the right, you know. There's a rights issue with that. I think Universal owns the rights to Namor. I don't know if they have Namor lands, but so okay. So they used the, the word Chitari in the Avengers because they couldn't use Skrull. Right, right. Because <sighs> that's more than likely tied up with Fox with Fantastic Four. So now the um, theory. Do we want to? All right. Do we want to get into this kind of talk, or do we want to save that for the spoiler section? Uh, Be- before we like go as any far deeper as... into this, so, like we we. we I know with John, when we were on the other show, we with with uh, we we when we started getting too deep into speculation, we we wanted to wait till we kind of went into safe spoiler territory. Your call, how you want to proceed? Yeah, let's do that. Let's, I got lots yeah, because, of ideas. Yeah, because people may just be like, "Well, don't ruin it for us," because you may be right. So yeah, why don't we do that? We'll just we'll put that in the we'll we'll put that in the spoiler section right, after so we, we. So we've got half a blue guy that is certainly not human in origin. Um being used to synthesize or harvest or otherwise create these vials that we just used to save Sky. And that is all but where we end the episode. Right. Uh, Except for the sting. Except for the for the. Well, that's what I said. That's, that's the all but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I was just... Honestly, I was not in any way, shape, or form prepared for that. I couldn't even no, me come up with a coherent thought of to, to say what I thought of the episode because I had to process it so much. Yeah. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way at all. I, I think that's the first time I was genuinely surprised. I mean, I thought I was surprised with the whole, you know, head reprogramming machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But even that I was able to kind of roll with as well, chill, I expect that kind of thing. Sure. Wasn't not expecting this at all. Yeah, me either. It and it really I think they this episode was very well directed. I think and very well edited, you know, for them and, and to plot it this way where, you know, we kind of get this it, it, it almost kind of seemed eerie, you know, when he's telling, when May asks him what happened and he's like, you know, nothing or, you know, n- n- you know, I, you know, I, nothing, you know, basically he just, he kind of lie, he lies to her and tells her nothing. And then we get the flash of what he saw. Um, yeah. and he's kind of slowly walking towards it and it just kudos to Clark Gregg. Cause I think he just did an awesome job of looking genuinely disturbed, uh, as to what he saw and what was going on. And I think, 
you know, now he feels like there's either some something alien or, or something definitely foreign in his in his body. You know, the, the, he has changed. You know, they've talked about this too in other episodes where he's changed. Yep. You know, he's I not mean, the same person. Remember Akela Amador when she's like, you know, what did they do to him? Yes, because uh, she was able to perceive something. We thought it was because of the uh, the, the the backscatter technology in the eye, but and it may be. You know, it, it may be that it's maybe, changed. Maybe. Something you know on a on a physiological uh, scale for him, you know maybe, you know all of his organs and things aren't quite ex- look exactly the way that they used to, or that you know there's something in his blood, or you know I, I you know I don't know. Yeah, it was um, it was it was a shock. So so we uh, I don't know how we're gonna see it again because then we like you said we got a, an extended tag this time. This one was definitely a little yeah, bit longer long. than our usual ones. Yeah. Um, but it really does set up our next week's episode, um, and uh, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, sure. You know, uh, you know, as guardian female comes out out of the desert and uh, seduces a, a newlywed and has, and he drives out, drives off with her, leaving his bride. Uh, yeah. Name of Laura Lai, and I, I I saw her name in the credits for this episode, so I really thought this was was the Sith episode. Sith episode. Uh, but that, of course, is now next. Is going to be next week. Uh, yeah, not, and not to talk a little bit. They did show kind of a, a teaser for that episode. Yes, uh, with with um, with Jamie Alexander, and it was really cool when Personal she comes down. Milo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, when she comes down from Asgard, they use the same effect from the Thor movies. I mean, they even used, down they to used the, a little trimmed down effect of the a little bit, yeah, but a little but bit. the pattern it was, it was a TV version of the uh, Bifrost effect, no question about that. Right, but but they even show the pattern in the in the in the sand, like it even has the cool, you know, yeah, that that you could do, yeah, that they could get away with, but the actual effect yeah. of the Bifrost beam coming down, whatever you want to call it, thing that was definitely the TV version, not the not the feature yeah. film version. Uh, at least in the brief clip we saw, but that's cool. It comes right down, right in front of the the agents, and like they don't even waste time with uh, trying to find each other. It's like, oh, yep, here we go. Yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to this episode. Um, little Marl with her Marlin, just like you said. Uh, a good reminder that the Bifrost is repaired, and the Asgardians can come and go as they see fit. Yep. Thor can come and go as he needs to. So yeah, I'm looking forward to a good episode next week. I. I I don't know if uh, Sky will be up and around yet. They're probably going to keep her unconscious until the raid to reveal the Deathlock uh, existence uh, as part of the part of the story. So yeah, she'll yeah. probably still be recovering next week because she was still unconscious but stable when we left her this episode. So yep. unless you want to say anything more about Lorelai's appearance, um, do you know Lorelai? Is she is she a existing Marvel character? Yes. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think it's a Simonson creation. Uh, in that run, she kind of had a thing for Thor, uh, pretty aggressively, uh, and would get pretty uh, bent out of shape when things would come between her and Thor. So no, that, that's yeah, not she's Val- definitely Val- that's not um, Valkyrie, right? That's somebody else. That's a different character. Correct. Yeah, that's okay. not Valkyrie, and it's not um, um, oh the other. The Enchantress, not the Enchantress either. So that, that's that's actually what I'm saying. Valkyrie is the hero, the Enchantress is the villain. Correct, I believe. Uh, okay, so um, uh, yeah, let's let's move into that little spoiler section. Let me uh, uh, go. Let, I was just say we d- do a little feedback maybe before we do spoilers. Okay, yeah, let's 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 do that. You had some. 
Yeah. So I got an email here from Thomas, uh, and I'll just read what he says here. He says, Hey, Shield Podcast, I am disappointed that Sky is still alive. Sky, in my opinion, is still one of the dead weights of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Ugh. The only way... Yeah, the only way my opinion would change is if Sky has a complete character makeover from looks to personality. Perfect example: Fred's change to Illyria in the final season of Angel. Uh, only question would would Chloe Bennett have the acting chops to pull it off? Another dead weight is Agent Ward. Not sure if the actor or the writing that is to blame regarding my dislike of the character. Story wise, the episode flowed well and had good character moments for May, Coulson, Fitz, and Simmons. Bill Paxton, no surprise, was excellent in his role. Don't really care about the mystery surrounding the dead blue alien with the life-saving properties. Um, going forward, there's less focus on mystery and Sky and more focus on May, uh, Fitz, Simmons, Colson, and Deathlock. Uh, this episode is better, but I can't say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has found itself. It still has ways to go. I will say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has my attention till at least the Season 2 premiere. Um, I, I can't say I share a lot of these sentiments. I, I, I'm kind of over the whole Sky thing. Like, I, I get it. Like, I get that people don't like her. Personally, for me, I think the writing has improved in that character. I think her performance has improved in, in the last several episodes. I'm I'm kind of be I'm kind of past it. I th- I think they've come a long way from where she was in the pilot in the first few episodes. That's just that's just my opinion um, on that. I would not want to see her go through a, a Fred like change uh, on Angel because I was not a fan of that character and I thought they totally ruined uh, what she was. They took away all her humanity and everything uh, on on that show. Lit- lit- I th- literally took away her humanity yeah, yeah. in that show. I mean, yeah. she became. Uh, I mean, Fred. Fred died and became this god, right? The uh, host to a god. So that was you're right, a complete change. I mean, that was an entirely different character played by the same actress. What it came down to. Uh, yeah. I I, I just, I'm not going to say I didn't like Sky at first. I was confused by Sky at first because I could not figure out how this, you know, basically WikiLeaks uh, <laughs> hacker. Uh, information needs to be shared. Activists could so quickly get in bed with Shield until they revealed what her true motives were, and then I'm like, ah, I get it. She really does have this strong sense of right and wrong. She gets the, with Mister Shield. She just tried. She was personally using them to get into Shield to find out information about her, and basically found herself. And they developed that thread throughout her reveal when they when they talked about how uh, when they revealed to us her origin and how she has been connected to shield this her her entire life um right. and she basically found her way home and and at the academy you know going against the the wall of the um, you know the fallen shield agents going back as far as to bucky barnes was um a defining moment for me for her that you know if she belongs anywhere and like colson said you know we're her family that's I'm I'm more on board with with Sky than ever, and uh, sorry, but like or not, she's she's the she is the center of the show, and and as the series continues into season two and beyond, um, we will let that grow and develop and more. But I am uh, really enjoying seeing this team come together and seeing everybody become more competent. Be it be it fits in the field, you know, or or Ward working as part of the team and may open up and becoming part of the team and also showing um, the caring for her teammates and having everybody's back. And as Colson is revealed, uh, his, his goes on his path to find out where, how he was healed and where he came from. 
and, and as Sky wakes up and we find out, you know, what it may mean that she was the OH4, what it meant that death follows her, what this drug, whatever it is, is going to do to her, uh, I am waiting to see all of that. And I, I get people don't like Sky, but you know what? That's the show. <laughs> That's yeah, the show yeah. that we got. Um, so I don't see a change anytime soon. No, I, I, I don't either. And uh, to a couple of his, you know his other points, he he said you know he wasn't really uh, care about the mystery surrounding the dead blue alien. I am very much uh, curious about the about the dead blue alien because I think that uh, uh, that's going to be very intriguing, and I think just because of the larger implications of what that might mean right. for this universe, right? And um, and that's something that I've always struggled with, and it's not just with this show, with all the movies. Whenever I hear anybody, and I'm not necessarily picking on 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 Thomas Thomas uh, his thoughts, but whenever anyone's criticizing the movies they, it's always done in the context of the movie by itself right I look at all of these movies and now this television show in the context of the bigger Marvel Cinematic Universe and how it not only fits in to what the story is being told immediately in this case in this show but how it's going to fit into the greater whole that's why I've made so many references to in this episode even about um the mistrust of S.H.I.E.L.D. and how that can mirror, be mirrored in Captain America because it is part of the greater world. So having an, a now a fifth alien race being introduced yeah. to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, what are the consequences of that? Uh, what can be spun out of that uh, is very intriguing to me. And the other thing I think was a good thing this episode did because one of the things I was really concerned about was it's like, okay... Uh, every time somebody is in peril or near death, they're just going to pull this rabbit out of their hat and you know save him like they did save Coulson. And you know the what? fact <laughs> that they that they blew the facility up, they destroyed everything, they got the last sample of whatever this was yep. out of there. Yep. To me, that shuts the door on that. It's like okay, from here on out, it's all the stakes are high. That is everything the Stargate is real. effect. That's the Stargate effect. Yes. Remember Stargate SG One? They would find whatever. Uh, item they needed to resolve that individual piece and then it would be taken away from them from in some way until humanity could find a way to develop it on their own so they had a you know a alien spaceship for one episode and then it got blown up until in the in the timeline of the show they were able to build their own starships earth based right. ones and they can go and now we have it every episode uh it just I just laughed at that. It's like, oh, yep, we you know, day is market time. We we got we got the thing <laughs> yeah. we need right now, and we are going to do it in such a way that you can never use it again. However, now, oh no, we're not in spoilers yet. We're still in feedback. Moving on. Yeah. So, I, Thomas, definitely appreciate your feedback. Uh, at, you know, as always, feel free to to send an email Absolutely. at shieldpodcast at hhwlod dot com, uh, and we'll talk about that. Uh, the other thing I have is uh, Victor sent us another uh, uh, snippet here, and uh, he has his own little blog site. I shouldn't say little. I don't mean to, to belittle it, but his own blog site um, at uh, moderngafa.com, uh, and he put a, a little review of episode 14 up, and it just kind of has some some good and some bad. 
there, so you can definitely definitely check that out. ModernGAFA.com. Um, let me see if I could pull a couple couple points out of his uh, his good and his bad. Mostly positive on uh, you know, bringing in uh, Garrett and, and Triplet to to the team, uh, and the fact that maybe Triplet might be kind of a romantic interest for Simmons. So that'll be kind of interesting uh, if they if they develop that further, which I'm sure both of those guys are going to... We definitely know Paxton's going to come back for at least two to three more yeah. episodes. I imagine Triplet will probably be with him. Um, oh, no, God, geez. no. Another love triangle. We've got the Colson-Ward-May triangle, and now we've got to have the Fitz-Simmons-Trip triangle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, or is that more of a square, because it's like Fitz-Simmons-Sky-Trip but they could actually work, make that work, and everybody can pair off and do their thing. So, I don't know. Uh, he wasn't a big fan of the whole guest house thing. I uh, thought the way they discovered it with the Stark Hollow Map uh, yep. thing, he wasn't really buying it. I, you know, I think we kind of addressed that. that. Yeah. yeah, and then he, he some unknowns are you know the uh, you know what what the blue alien is, but I think um, we'll be getting to that here pretty directly. But uh, but yeah, that's all the. You know, most of the feedback that we got. Um, uh, one of the things I put up on, uh, I put up on the Shield Facebook page was, uh, I really thought the bridge at the break was going to be a turning point for the show, and I think in some ways it was. But I really feel like tonight's episode is what kicked it into high gear. Um, and I guess we'll do ratings, and then we'll go we'll go into spoilers. Sure. But but Patrick on Facebook said the the constant sky praise hurt the episode. So again, I, I think I think of anything I hear across the net is just the constant shield uh, sky bashing, and right. I know we've been guilty of that a time or two. But like I said, I really think that uh, there's been a there's been a corner turned on that character. Yeah, I will say uh, that I, went on a little thick. I thought, you know, oh, if Sky was yeah. here, she could practice in a second. Oh, if Sky yeah. was here, she could get us in here. I miss Sky. Yeah. She's nothing like me, but I can't stand. I can't imagine my life without her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's yeah. yeah that was a little thick. I will admit that. Definitely, definitely. I think this was a really strong episode. I think it, you know, by bringing Garrett in, by expanding, uh, you know, the world out there a little more by. You know, tying in you know new mysteries, but giving us more answers. The whole Lorelai thing at the end. I like how they're tying this a lot into Asgard. I think it's probably a, a wise thing because that's that's such a vast universe in and of itself that they could they could pick away at that for a long time without stepping on the movies, which I think is is smart. Um, where it's a little harder to do with maybe like Iron Man or Captain America or even the Hulk, where uh, it starts to get expensive or you really start stepping on toes because those those segments of the universe are a little tighter than uh you know than than asgard in the nine realms right but i i give this one a four and a half i really really liked it i think it it had enough grit i think it had enough tension you know anytime a tv show can keep me on the edge of my seat that's yep. i mean that's that's thumbs up i mean that that's not hard to that's not easy to do yeah um, i'm right there with you four and a half is gonna be my rating as well uh um, nice Best episode to date, I think. Uh, honestly, yeah, certainly, yeah, certainly I, most intriguing so. and had the most going for it uh, to date. And uh, there's been some, there's been a lot of shocking moments uh, in the last, like the last act of the show. These last several episodes between, yeah, you know, the Deathlock reveal and Sky getting shot, between the the brain picker, between you know now this, uh, yeah, they they've they've been really really doing good doing. It pretty well. Yeah, 
And I, I think people in general, I don't know if it's just too much expectation or just people in general these days just don't seem happy with things. Like, everything has to be awesome or it's crap. Yep. And I've, I've said that for I, years. I just, uh, yeah, I just don't. I just don't subscribe to that. I don't think everything has to be an A plus to be to be great. I think, I, I you know, the show certainly has issues, and I don't think it's the greatest show ever on television. But it's better than most of the stuff that I watch that that's out there in general. And you know, I mean, yes, we do a podcast. Yes, you know, a little bit of of self interest. But honestly, I mean, if this show really sucked, I would not watch it. I mean, I I'll be the first to admit. I mean, I'm not. I'm not that dedicated to everything that I would I would constantly oh, yeah. promote and push something that I just really didn't enjoy. And I've said it before too. People have to understand this is this is eight Eastern, seven Central on a mm-hmm. Tuesday night on ABC. Um, I, I I've mentioned it before as well. I have folks I work with uh, and and my brother that have younger children and the fact that they can for the most part put their kid you know seven eight nine year old kid down in front of this thing there's nothing objectionable there's nothing horrible that goes on a little bit of peril every now and then a little bit of maybe a a little bit of scares but in general it's something that is friendly enough for the family to watch Mm -hmm. and you know not everything has to be pushing the edge of pg-13 into our territory to be good and i think Folks need to kind of take that into account as well. So I'll I'll get off my soapbox. Yeah, I, I agree with all that. And and again, I judge it. I, I honestly, I think I judge it a little bit differently uh, than quite a few people do. Uh, in that I look at it. I've already said this as a part of the bigger picture. I look at this as a way to advance this greater world, greater continuity. Sure. And. And it does that very well for me. It gives me more to this world, more material to work with. We got Sif coming next week. I mean, I think this is the first yeah. major character uh, from the movies to appear uh, on this, other than Nick Fury in a tag, um, and, Co- and, and, Col- and and Kobe Smulders, Smulders in, yeah. the, in the premiere. Uh, right. I mean, she wasn't in that long. I mean, this, this is a, no. a pretty big deal. I think. Uh, yeah. You know, I made the and I, I made the joke that when Thor: The Dark World was in in theaters that. You know, oh, we'll probably get Darcy or something, you know. But uh, <laughs> this, this is about as good as it gets. And no, it's not a coincidence that it's within two weeks of Thor coming out on Blu-ray, but it's, uh, of course, they're going to do that. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully this will give it a little bit of a bump. Uh, we forgot to mention at the beginning of the episodes, I, I went to ShieldTV.net, uh, and they had an article up on the ratings. Uh, ratings were down pretty harsh this week. Uh I think a lot of that has to do with the four week off hiatus. I think, you know, it just it, it's out of you know people's memory. TV in general last week was down. I mean, NCIS was down pretty good. Um, both NCIS shows were down. Uh, the rating this week was one point seven in the demographic, uh, which is is kind of a I think it's a series low at this point, which is really a shame. So, I'm hoping that maybe the DVR plus three numbers kick it up. Uh, I'm hoping that positive word of mouth and Bill Paxton and, you know, I think in general people tend to like, people have tended to like this episode. Uh, maybe the buzz will get out that uh, Jamie Alexander Siff is going to show up next episode uh, and, and that'll bump things up. So I'm hoping that we start to see an upward trend and not either things be flat or down. So, um, so I just thought I, I'd, I'd throw that in. Yeah, I admit a, a whole month off was kind of tough. I mean, yeah, you got the Olympics yeah. off for like three weeks, but then what was that last week about? But but in reality, and I, I talked to you offline about this a little bit. It, 
you got a, a 22 episode TV show that runs from middle middle of September to the middle of May. At 22 episodes, 22 weeks, that still leaves about 12 weeks or three months to account for. So yeah. you're gonna have every show is gonna have these gaps. So the fact that people are complaining so much about oh my god another another hiatus another gap, you know. Every show's dealing with this, so it, that just goes to how much people might actually be enjoying the show if they're getting frustrated when it's not on. Yeah. Every show, I, I, including NCS, has to deal with this. Sure. I wonder if part of it, too, is people are getting, you know, the cable shows are getting so much recognition. I know we're going a little long, so I don't want to belabor this too much. Yeah, but, I know, yeah. Uh, the, the, the cable shows are getting such good recognition, and they're just tight 13-episode seasons. I mean, maybe occasionally there might be a week off. Um, but typically, you're going 12 to 13 weeks straight. You're getting new episodes every every time. Or you do The Walking Dead where you do eight, you take a break, and then you do eight. Yeah. Um, and I, th- I think those, you know, having things bunched together where people can go week to week to week and not have these big gaps and trying to remember, is it on this week? Is it off this week? You know, I, I'd almost rather they do like you said, Ken, and just take all that time off in one big, big bundle. You know, just do... Do yeah. eleven episodes. Take a three month break. Do eleven episodes. Yeah, um, once upon a time, uh, did that. They're just now coming back on this week after taking that straight three months off, and now they're going to yeah. run uninterrupted uh, through the rest of the season. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I mean, this is again, like we said, this isn't just a Shield and Agents of Shield problem. This is, I think, a, a broadcast network television problem that everybody's trying to figure out. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, but we'll I was see. looking. I started watching some uh, old episodes of Star Trek: Next Generation. So not to really go too much longer, but those se- series, even Lost when it first came out, they were like, you know, twenty six, twenty seven episodes yeah. long or longer episode yep. ser- seasons. So it, maybe we don't remember that. You know, we've always had this problem, but seasons maybe were longer at one point. But yeah, whatever. We're done. It's happening. Um, we have that special coming out in two weeks, so that's a week off. But at least we'll have something Marvel in there. Um, this is 14, so we have, what, eight episodes left? So, yeah. um, that's right about right on track to, to yeah. put us into early May. We'll probably have at least one more week off somewhere in there. Yeah, maybe so. So we'll, we'll have to, we'll have to see how that goes. So, so that's going to do it, I think, for the episode proper. I think now we can kind of get into our spoiler territory. So if anybody doesn't really want to hear our thoughts on what this blue alien creature is um thanks for listening and uh we'll be here next week um hopefully earlier in the week this one ran a, a, a day or two later than normal uh for for our asgard themed episode so i'll let you go first ken what do you what do you oh, what are your I've, thoughts i've got two comments specifically i want to talk about one related to our blue alien one related to um the clairvoyant um, okay let me do cool. clairvoyant first sure so we had speculated, John in particular speculated that, uh, or commented first that the character of Deathlock in the comics is related to time travel. Yes. And he suggested that the clairvoyant is from the future. And that's how he knows things. I'm going to tie off on that and say now with this mountain having been destroyed, that may very well explain why the clairvoyant does not know what's going on with Coulson because the evidence has been destroyed and buried. Maybe so. I took it as just he has this alien... That That's interesting. I, I just took it as because he's been modified with this alien, you know, tech or whatever you want to call it, that 
the clairvoyant just can't get a read on him. But yeah. but yeah, the time travel thing definitely makes more sense. Yeah, and and like Paxton, Paxton said, Kara said, he's like, you know, uh, well, it's all buried. Your your clairvoyant's not going to get a hold of that now. And it's right. like oh, that might be that might be where it is. So I mean, we still don't know. We haven't got any hint that time travel exists in this world, uh, in this universe. It hasn't been even discussed in any way. I don't think uh, in any movie or anything before it. So um, that would definitely be unique if they pull it off in this context. Um, but it does fit with the character of Deathlock. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay, so, God, Blue Alien. So, I've got two ideas. One that's going around the Internet's pretty popular right now is that this alien is Kree. Yeah. And Sky may become Miss Marvel. I don't buy the Miss Marvel piece at all, period. No, I don't either. Kree seems easy. I'm wondering, I don't know if Kree gets tied up too much with Skrull and therefore too much with you know, FF and can't be used, but either way, it's possible. But then I think about Guardians of the Galaxy. And given uh, Star-Lord's origin, what if this is Badoon? Could be. I know Badoon is another one of those aliens that they don't have license for. That oh, I forget who... really? Yeah. Yeah, so that's why when you, when you watch the Guardians... Uh, trailer they say they picked him up on oh i forget the planet it's the one that uh, on sakar i think yeah. which is the one that they, they did in planet hulk um because they they didn't say anything about the badoon because apparently i think they're tied up with either ff or some other property that's what i heard i don't know oh if that, i didn't realize they were true. tied in or, or or not unique to guardians yeah i, yeah. I all right so I don't know, because the thing with Kree was they said, okay, we got the Chitari slash, we'll call them Skrulls, we've got Guardians, right. are we building up to a Kree-Skrull war, Kree-Kachari war kind of thing going on in Guardians, kind of grow, to grow that. Um, it, it's a good way to introduce the Kree sure. uh, into them. Uh, I don't know enough of, about the Kree outside of you know the few stories I've read, so I don't know if they have a healing factor or ability that they could have tapped into to do this or not. So I don't know if that's an obvious way of doing this, but, um, yeah, not, not that I'm aware of. And it'd be interesting because Ronan, the accuser is a character in guardian. So if, if they identify him as a Cree, then I think that, um, Oh, that's right. That may, that may, that may give us our answer, whether they can, you know, whether that's usable or not. Uh, and, and they could just as easily, change the name you know i mean they did it with the, you know the the scrolls for the most part became the chitari they could come up with some other alien as an analog to the kree without saying kree to get around licensing things um that's possible i the, a couple things came to mind for me um and a lot of it just stems from the fact that this creature this alien is larger than a human um so i thought frost I giant I, but before it's before you go further with that i didn't get that sense of scale that you seem to be, because I don't think I saw enough of a scene with Coulson standing over his capsule to get an idea of that scale, that he was that much bigger. I, the hand was certainly disproportional to the rest of the body to make the hand and the cloth bigger, but I, I didn't pick that up that the whole thing was bigger. Yeah, I, I, I came across a still uh, that had it where Coulson was right up next and staring at the at the alien, and you could definitely tell like the head was significantly larger than Coulson's head. And I don't think it was a perspective thing because, 
he was fairly close, but even like the torso, the chest looked looked significantly bigger. So that's why I get like mm, like maybe, I was saying yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, I, I like, guess so. Like the um, the engineers from from the movie Prometheus, where you know when they stood up next to a human, they were you know maybe like eight feet tall instead of six feet tall. You know, not like like I said, not giants, but and frost giants are fairly significantly larger than than humans, although not all of them, as we've seen with with Loki. But uh, so I I had that, but it it almost didn't quite look. It looked more humanoid than even than even the frost giants the way they were portrayed in Thor uh, so I, I I don't know if it's that um, the other uh, the other thought I had was Cree just like you mentioned that maybe they're gonna try and introduce the Cree I know there's some crazy rumors going out there that Coulson may become Captain Marvel because he's been imbued with this Cree if it's Cree and it was Cree DNA that they used to heal him yeah. I think that seems really far-fetched for me personally Um the only other thought I had, and again, it just gets back to size. Uh, while not quite as large as they, nor near as large, I should say, as they show up in the comics, um, but maybe the Celestials, maybe they're they're going to put a twist on the Celestials, um, which in in Marvel continuity, Celestials are these, uh, you know, be eons old beings. They're very very large. I mean, like uh, you know, fifty sixty kaiju style large uh, creatures that were responsible for sparking uh, mutants they they created a race called the in oh, that was a Cree that created the humans but they're basically responsible for for kind of kickstarting uh, have have a have had a large part to play in the origins of you know what we consider the Marvel universe um, in one comic there's actually a celestial that is basically uh, harvesting inside the center of the earth and almost like the earth is an egg for this thing uh, so I didn't know if maybe they're going to tie that into this. You know, this is maybe some long lost celestial that has these crazy healing abilities. Um, again, that that a little far fetched, and they would have to drastically change uh, those characters. I don't think they have rights to the Inhumans. I think that's probably a uh, probably an FF related property, but I don't know that for certain. Um, but that's that that would be another option possibly. Um, so yeah, yeah it'll be interesting. Being alien, there's a lot of ways it can go, and it 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 yeah probably is. I mean, we can speculate what we want, but my gut tells me it's going to be something, sort almost certainly something we haven't mentioned just now. But it probably something new to this universe, unique to could the be. universe. Could very well be. I think um, it's fun to speculate. So oh, absolutely, that's that's why we did it here. But I don't, I don't. Uh, Creedus feels too obvious. Uh, honestly, kind of like yeah. LMD for Colson in general seemed too obvious and so happy it wasn't just as that simple. Uh, yeah, but but now that again it was people mainly, I I really don't know what it is. Um, yeah, but uh, so we still have the mystery of Sky being 084 out there. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, so we'll see what more of that means, and of course when she finally does come too. Assuming they don't do some stupid, you know, oh, what happened? I lost my memory. Nonsense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She'll be able to reveal the existence of Deathlock, but uh, if he doesn't already reveal himself by then, but but the clairvoyant is doing a pretty good job of keeping him uh, away from Shield for for the time being. Yep, that's true. Um, I had I had an idea for Captain America, you know, for the post credit tag scene, whatever they have. Sure. 
I I'm considering the Avengers. Uh, Age of Ultron is the next movie after Guardians, and we had our Guardians tag at the end of Thor. What? And, and considering everything going on with Shield, Agent of Shield, and what we believe is going to happen in, Cap- in uh, Captain uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, how about if the tag is Coulson revealing himself to Cap? That'd be cool. I would like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. because I, I think it's unless unless they're they're hiding something from us, it's pretty clear he's not not in the movie. We believe that he doesn't know, and considering the uh, turmoil that's going to be going on in the organization of Shield both in the movie and in the show, it seems like that would be a great way to do it. And I can only imagine Coulson will be in Avengers 2. Yeah, I would I would think so. Yeah, it'd be kind of cool if like Coulson kind of did like in S.H.I.E.L.D. where he comes out to Cap and says, Welcome to Level, you know, Welcome seven. To level 7. <laughs> yeah, it just Cap have this Sorry, look. Sorry, it was of... a dark corner. I lights out, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think people are going to want to see that. Like they're going to want to... And I think it would take away like them having to give this all this crazy exposition in the next Avengers movie if he does show up in that. So right. kind of headed off at the pass. Cool indeed. Anything else? No, that's everything I've got. Man, this was a for only two guys, this was a longer episode than we've done in a while, so Yeah, yeah. Well, we talked a lot of news and a lot of speculation, so Yeah, and, and it's uh we, we you and I we both really enjoyed this episode, so it was definitely fun to talk about it. Absolutely. All right. So, again, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for all the comments and feedback that uh, that you've given us. If you've got any thoughts or uh, suggestions on what this alien might be, uh, head on over to the Facebook group uh, for just uh, search Shield TV podcast, and you'll find it. Um, head over to hhwlod.com for all of the podcasts that we do on this great network that we have. Um, if you want to leave a voicemail, do so at 972 798 Three eight three zero. Let them know it's going to be for the Shield TV podcast because that is the network's uh, generic voicemail line. Um, and again, Shield TV podcast at hhwlod.com for the email. And uh, we will be back next week uh, to discuss the next episode of Marvel's Agents of Shield, um, where hopefully it'll be more of a full cast of our show. Then, so until then, um, have a good one, everybody. Good night.